Sports Betting Preview Podcast from Pregame.com. Pregame.com. Broadcasting straight from the Las Vegas Strip. Vegas, baby. With your host, R.J. Bell. I saw him on ESPN. Can I call Marco Daddy? VR seems wild. Welcome to a sports betting podcast from pregame.com for the week of January 22nd, 2010. I'm your host, RJ Bell. I'm joined by Marco D'Angelo, 30 years in the business and an amazing new hat that you have to be watching on video to fully appreciate clearly. And we have Vegas Runner, genuine professional better here in Vegas, star of the CNBC special on illegal gambling. And not wearing a hat today. Not wearing a hat today for those listening on iTunes and the podcast. Okay, this is segment one of five. Interesting format this week. We're going to be talking two segments on each of the championship games. And then we're going to be having a segment on a really big basketball game on Saturday, UConn and Texas. Yes, sir. All right, so first up in this Jets game, give us the line, Vegas Runner. All right, this one opened up Indy as a seven-point home favorite with a total 41. It's since gone to Indy minus seven and a half, so it's come off that key number, and the total's dropped to 39 and a half. Okay, so you actually have your free pick on yes, this I do. game. Yes, I do. And I actually do, too. So we're going to focus on your free pick in segment one. And then in the next segment, we'll uh, focus on my free pick. And then, Marco, you've got a free pick on the NFC game. Yes, sir. All right, so give us your pick. I, I really like the over in this game. And I think we've gained a lot of value by it coming off a key number like 41 and now dip down to 39 and a half. Um, besides the stats and the matchup for this game historically in conference championship games when they've had an extremely high total of 46 or higher 14 of 18 games have flew over the total when they've had an extremely low total of 40 or lower we got 20 out of 28 games flew over the total so whenever they've been expecting a defensive battle it's gone over more times than not and when you look at how this... So you're saying when there's a high total, it's gone over. And when it's an and extremely low, low total, total, it's, it's gone, gone over. Now, would you call 39... Now, again, the stat is the stat. So the right. fact that it's under 40, that's a great stat. But, but generally, 39 and a half is not an extremely low total. In fact, I would say the average in the NFL is 40, 41. Yeah, right around there. Right okay. around there. So, so what you're saying, though, statistically is... Unless it's right in that middle category, above 40 and, and below 46, Six, right. it's been going over. Exactly. Okay. And, and I think these two teams f- fall into that category where we're going to see some points scored because they've played each other already. And what we saw the first time when they played each other is neither team, I mean, the Colts were unable to run the ball like they haven't been able to do all year. Now, are you looking at just the first half for the game. that matchup? For the game. For the so, game. The fact that the Colts put in, and that's something that's important to realize when you look at this box score, and it's been talked about so much. It's not as if many people are going to be uninformed, but the Colts didn't play their starters that entire game. So I'm assuming you're considering that when you consider exactly, and that's why there was there was 44 points scored. But again, like you said, they didn't play the second half, none of the, the, the Colts starters. And they were up at the half. The Colts were up 9-3 to three at the half. So the offenses didn't get going. But I think this, this game is going to be totally different. Um, 
what the Colts saw the Jets do to Indianapolis and what the Colts saw the Jets do to Cincinnati, Colts are going to have to try to come out and get ahead of this team. They're not going to want to be in a dogfight with the Jets because this is a team that if you let them hang around, they're going to stick to their game plan. So far, no one's been able to get the Jets to come off their game plan. Even though San Diego made them punt every possession of the first half, they only had a seven-point lead on them so at going into the half. So they never had to abandon their game plan. Mm-hmm. I think the Colts are going to have to come out and attack them and try to put up points on the That's board. That's a good point. So you're saying, see how are they going to react right. when they're out of their comfort level. So you're saying, and then we're going to go to Marco here, you're saying the goal of the Colts is going to be to make Sanchez throw, and the way you're going to do that is come out and get up by 14. Exactly. Which means not necessarily they are going to do that, because if you could just say that, you'd say it every game. Right. But they're going to be, they don't want to be conservative. You're saying the Colts have a real reason not to be conservative. Exactly. That was my reasoning for this going in 100%. The numbers are just a bonus, but I think just how the game should play out. On the total side, Marco, because we are going to have, I'm going to be playing actually on the side. What, as a handicapper, jumps out at you? Well, what jumps out to me is the early move that it came down. And I'm going to, you know, question VR. He's, you know, the line expert. The fact that they bet the under early, that does not concern you. I mean, this is not a weather no. situation. Uh, you know, they're playing at Indy. So, what we're saying, though, is not to interrupt, but quickly, is that. Early moves are going to be true steam, as Vegas Runner calls it, unless they're setting up for a buyback later. Clearly, the public with Peyton Manning is going to be inclined to bet over. So this is a true move, and you're bucking the wise guys Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Right. That, that was my question. Uh, as far as the game goes, first off, I say this is ironic as hell, and I actually put a thread up in the forums at pregame.forums, pregame.com, Slash forms about how I right. You need yeah. a glass of water. No, we're okay. That's a tongue twister. That hat there. might be constricting your hat. Oh, a little bit. geez, here we go. But how ironic <laughs> is it? Left. How <laughs> ironic is it that here we are for the AFC Championship game that the Jets are playing the Colts, and really it's the Colts that started the letting the Jets into the playoffs by pulling the starters. I mean All right, so let's what we try to do is zero in on, right. on issues that matter to the batter, not stuff that you want to talk about at lunch. So what what effect does that have for the well, batter? See, to me it does because so that's what I'm asking. What you're looking at is when you handicap this game, you gotta handicap this two ways. You gotta look at what the line is today and take what really happened in that game and, and what you're gonna take away from it. Yeah, the Colts pulled their starters, but in the first half they weren't blowing out the Jets. Right. So it was a fifteen. Two. It was a fifteen ten game. So there's two issues here. One, I think I agree with hundred percent, which is when you break down what happened in the first game, make sure you draw a thick red line before and after the starters came in and, and then left the game. Agreed. I think we all agree with that. And for those out there, you know, that's just clear advice. You don't want to look at that fourth quarter the same as the first quarter. Now, my question is psychologically on both sides, but maybe more towards the Colts, the fact that they have let this team in, does it put a little extra pressure on them? Is it something that... I don't know. I don't know what the psychology is, but the very fact that you're discussing it says it's in people's minds. Is there a psychological edge? Well, I think there is an edge here somewhere and if you look at the line and and I do my thing where I read the line look at what I see and what stands out to me in this game is the fact that Vegas opened this game up at 7 
And I'm looking at it from two standpoints. Last week, the Jets were getting seven opening number from San Diego. Indianapolis is supposed to be a better team than San Diego. They're the number one seed. Second, Indianapolis is only laying a half a point more this week to Baltimore than they were last week to Baltimore. Now, well, if you, more than, hold on, Baltimore that that game closed at six, but the line was six and a half when it opened. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at like where they started both All games. Right. So my thought is, if you forget, you know, everything that's transpired, Baltimore and the Jets. What do you put them on a neutral field? And we're forgetting about the fact that this. I mean, Let, let's take we'll take it from last week. Take it. Go ahead and take last week's games, even with what you saw. I'd say three or two and a half for Baltimore. Exactly. Yeah, I think lower than that, to tell you the but truth. But you, you make Baltimore a favorite over the Jets on a neutral. Yeah, Vegas is only saying there's a half a point difference. And would you? what would you do with... But it's not last week. The Jets have now gone into the Charger. I mean, where's this and line? And team that won I mean, all them games in a row and just manhandled them. All right, we, we got a, 60 seconds left in this segment. Uh, my question is this. Where's the line supposed to be? Well, I think the line's a little bit low. That's, that's so you're what, saying this line should open at 9? I think the line should have come out at least over the touchdown. It got bet to over the touchdown, but I think Vegas right, so, should have brought so it out. So you think the line came out low, which means you think they went Indy action, which means you, you like the Jets, or at least you think they might be trapping you into Indy. Right now, that's my initial read on that. I'm okay. going to explain why when we come jump. back. Yeah, we're going to be back for the second segment. And uh, remember, you can get all of our videos at pregame.tv. We're doing something new. Predict the score of this game in the comments section. If you get it exactly right, we'll give you 50 pregame dollars to spend any way you want. And if you're on iTunes, you can download and listen. Just search for pregame.com. This is segment two of five, but also the second segment in our preview of the Colts and the Jets. In the first segment, Vegas Runner, and we got off on a nice conversation. You had an official free pick. On the total. On the total over 39 and a half. Yes, sir. Now, do we want to play that now? Or do we want to play that later? I I think it has a, an opportunity to come down a little bit lower because the perception of these defenses... Come to, to game day? Just last week, you guys doubted me with the other one, and that one also went down, like I told you. The perception here is all defense, that neither of these teams are scoring much, and Indianapolis is supposed to be having trouble going against this Jet defense. No one's, If San Diego wasn't able to score on them, Jets have allowed an average of nine points a game over the last eight games. Okay, all right. So you're saying that the, 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 the typical play is you play, especially in a public game, and remember, these championship games have a lot of public right. action. The typical play is you go over, over early, under, late, because the public gets involved on game day and bets it up. You're saying even with Peyton Manning, you're not so sure in this case. Yeah, I'm really not, RJ. I would not be surprised if this, I mean, it's not going to drop down to 38, but I, I don't think it'll get back to f- above the 40 range. Okay, and with your official free picks, you give one a week. You've been a little cold just Yeah, the recently, last three weeks. But what, what's your uh, long-term record here? We got Look, it for him? It's 11-5-1. All right, so still, right here for free each week, 11-5-1. and one. Okay, and when we get to the Saints, we can talk about your future battle. Yes, sir. Fact. All right, so Marco, I'm going to make an official free pick in this second segment here on the Jets-Colts. Now, I'm looking at this. In fact, maybe I'll just make my pick, and then I'll get your feedback on it. 
I talked maybe, I don't know, six, eight weeks ago here about the fact that if you're going to bet against the Colts, it's better to bet the first half. Because my thinking is, however good Peyton Manning is in general, he's better late in the game. So if you can find a way without any cost to you, it's not like you have to lay 120 or some extreme amount to play first half. You can play first half if you have an online book or if you're here in Vegas, just as easy as anything else with no consequence. And by the way, if you're not, uh, if you aren't set up online, check out pregameaction.com. They have the best deals from the trusted books, which give you a lot of different options. So my thinking here is. The wise guys seem to like the Jets, and I think it's hard to say the value isn't on the Jets. That's my first thought, especially now it's gone over a touchdown. And I also think that you can get three and a half on the first half, so it's above that key number. That's what's interesting. Sometimes you can have a line that's seven and still get over three, which is great because they're saying somehow they're not willing to push that thing above a touchdown on the game, but you can actually get above the key number of three on the half. Mm -hmm. Here, it's not quite as sweet because we are getting a touchdown in the game. But there's a second reason I like the Jets. Let's call it plus three and a half. Exactly the point you made in the first Segment, which is if the Jets get out of their element, out of their close game, running, low-risk game, now you've got a rookie quarterback on the road in a huge game. There's a great opportunity for scoring, which is one of the reasons you like the over. Either they're going to score, you know, throw and score or throw an interception. But also, likelihood that the Jets are at a disadvantage if the game ends up getting out of their comfort zone. The odds are that if it's going to get out of their comfort zone, it's going to be later, later, not earlier. I think the Jets could potentially take nine minutes off the clock on the first drive. Yeah, that's what they're going to try to do, and I agree with you, because what they did last week against San Diego, in the first half, San Diego shut that running game down. They didn't average more than three yards a carry, and they're the number one rushing team in the NFL. But they came out in the second half and didn't abandon it. They believe the score was within six. Exactly. And what they're saying is we believe that we're so much more physical than any other team. Our offensive line is so dominant. Eventually, we're going to wear the other team down. So far, they've been able to do that because it hasn't gotten away from them. Exactly. And the Can odds of it getting away from them in the first half is less. They're playing old-school Steeler football right now with yeah. what they're doing. You know, and, and you hit the nail on the head. They didn't abandon it in the Steelers' philosophy back in the days of Jerome Bettis was they wore you down in that fourth quarter. You don't want to wrap that guy up mm-hmm. when you're trying to tackle him for the 30th time. Now, this line, is it's giving them respect because historically, dogs haven't done good road dogs in this championship round that have gone back-to-back. I mean, they're like 3-10 and ten straight up when they've had to go off two straight road right, games. So let's talk about that. So you're saying if you make the championship and you have two straight road games... They're 3-10 and ten straight up and 4-9 uh, and nine against the spread. Now the Steelers uh, in 2005 would have been one of those winners. Right, right, right. They got it's there. always been an old-school NFL theory about three times on the road, period. Right, right. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. If, if It's hard to think the Colts are where the value is. If you like the Jets, what's the two things that scare you? To me, as a handicapper, it's Peyton Manning late in the game. And it's the Jets getting out of their comfort yeah. zone. I think the uh, both of those are, well, one isn't a, applicable in the first half, which is Peyton Manning late in the game. Out of the comfort zone, even if they get down even 14, I think 
or 10, let's say, I think that the Jets are going to stay in the I, game. I agree 100%. A late touchdown, it ends up being 10-7 at the half. I think that the value is more on the first half with the Jets. Marco, what's your thoughts? I agree with you that they have a better chance of staying in the game in the first half, no question. Um, I think well, by game- definition, you're getting half as many points. So the question is, is it just is there going to be an, a, a typical normal distribution, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter? If so, there's no advantage of the first or the second half. I just think, this, as we said, this team has advantages in the first half they might not have in the second half. Especially if they get the ball first and they're able to do like you know what you say and get one of those long drives that chew up clock, keep Peyton Manning on the sidelines. One thing I'm going to point out about this game, and it's the exact opposite in the next game, is public perception from watching last week's games. If you look at the two AFC winners, really, with clear eyes, Baltimore had a 4-1 to ratio in turnovers. The one turnover that they did have actually resulted back in a turnover for them. They even fumbled three times. Baltimore intercepted, ran it deep, and the guy got stripped from behind. Mm-hmm. So huge edge for... The Colts, they got every break last week. The ball bounced their well, way. I mean, if right now, if they replayed that game and Indy was laying six, are you betting Indy? I would still play, bet Indy, but when you watch it, game, it was a more extreme result. It was a more extreme okay, result. Okay, fair enough. You look at the Jets. Let's not forget the San Diego Chargers. The field goal kicker had made 69 field goals in a row inside of 40 yards going into last week. He missed Three field goals. Yeah, but that's what, nine points. I know, but what you're missing is they shouldn't have been in that position. They're in that position because they couldn't score in the red zone, and that's a compliment that this Jets D. I'm t- this Jets D's for real. Eight of those touchdowns they gave up were on kick returns, punt returns. If you subtract that and you look at their numbers, their raw numbers without those eight returns, they're comparable to the '85 Bears and and the Ravens of whatever 2000, 2001. I mean, this is a, a good defense. This is the real deal. And the reason I jumped on Marco a little bit was I think it's about time that we stop. I've never seen a team like the Colts get less credit. Yeah. I mean, this team literally could have gone. They could be 17. Well, what would it be? 17 and 0 right now. I mean, it's hard to imagine they wouldn't have beat the Jets. Hard to imagine that they wouldn't have beat the, the uh, Bills. I mean, this team could be. You know, talking history. The fact that you're they, right, and on a, on a neutral field, they're saying. I mean, they, when they opened it, they're only four points better, and it's a different surface. I mean, they, they dismantle. I mean, dismantle Baltimore, but somehow it's like, oh, there was a turnover. Too. It was twenty to three. Who knows what the Colts could have put up if they wanted to keep scoring? I, I, again, I think as much as I think the values on the Jets in the first half, I also think the Colts are slightly underrated, which makes I me, agree. you know, which makes me think for the game. I pause on. Lane, you know, on taking the seven and a half. All right, so real quick, official free pick on the under. Over. Oh, the over. <laughs> official free. I, I was trying to move the line. So I could, official yeah. free pick on the Jets in the first half. Okay, next up, we're going to be talking the NFC Championship game. And remember, we got a new feature. You can actually predict the score in the comment section of YouTube. And if you get it exactly right, we give you $50 at pregame.com to spend any way you want. For the best deals from trusted sportsbooks, visit pregameaction.com. 
This is segment three of five, and our first of two segments on the NFC Championship game. We've got the Vikings at the Saints. Vegas runner, your specialties, line moves. Tell us what's happened. All right. This one opened up with the New Orleans Saints, a four-and-a-half-point home favorite, the total 54. As of this morning, we're looking at Saints minus three-and-a-half, and the total's 53. Will, the biggest question I'm being asked, will this get to the key number of three? Okay, so my first thought is, where, where that four and a half, where did you see that open at? Chris. All right, so I actually read today that the M supposedly here in Vegas opened that game first. Now, I wonder when they said first, did they mean first in Vegas? Right. Or first off, or to you, put in a the number world? up, right. Um, because they said they put up a three. Wow. So that'd uh, be interesting to know. But it was quickly bad up. So I think it's pretty safe to say that people thought the open was in the four and a half, four range. Was too high. Uh, yeah, because remember now, the M is married somewhat to the odds makers here in Vegas. They have a professional, or I guess a business relationship. relationship yeah. They really like to put out that first LVSC number. And, and, the, and the wise guys have been killing it from what yeah, I understand. Yeah, destroying it. So that number was well, pretty off. It would seem at three and got bet up way quick. Yeah, that's why I don't. I don't think they want to bring it back down to a key number like that. I, I think it's going to hover right here at three and a half. It, it just goes to show you is it clearly if you think about it, the M almost had to open first because if Chris did open a four and a half, there's no way the M opened at three after that because no, they no. know they'd get middle. So they really did take a shot and it looked like they got smacked around. That's what happened. Because uh, again, you might say, well, it's only three and a half now, but that. Difference of a half point off that key number is as important as any number oh, as yeah. well. And them outfits that were able to lay three and get four and a half, that's a great spot right now to be in. Yeah. All right, Marco, you're going to make your official free pick in this game. I don't think it's worth too much comment, but I'm winning the 2010 free pick challenge here. You're ranked number one I'm one. Unfor- one of three. Unfortunately, <laughs> you guys have been killing me long term, but I've been you know, two and one, so I'm going to just be happy about that this month. Tell us about your free, real quick, about your free pick record, and then let's hear your free pick. Uh, free pick record, 15 and 6, 1 and 2, the last three in 2010. I noted that. Yeah. yeah, thank you. But 15 and 6 for the year. This game, we're going to go back to the scene of the crime. Last week I lost with the under in the uh, New Orleans game. I'm going to come right back with the same play. And situation being to me, again, everybody looked last week. They watched, they saw the Saints go up and down the field. You know, this isn't Arizona that they're going to be going up and down the field against this week. The people saw, you know, Green Bay have an impressive win last week. Um, I got different. Minnesota. Minnesota. You know, when I say far, I Because still, Green Bay. Like, you know, it still triggers Green Bay in my head. Sorry about that. But Minnesota and Favre, they scored a lot of points. I will say I thought it was absolutely classless the last touchdown they put on the board at the end of the game with far yeah, passes yeah. and balls. See, I, that, I, well, well, I know. Get, they'll, they'll, stop into, them if you could. Yeah, I, well, no, it's not even that. It's if you, if, and let's not get into this because it's yeah, water yeah, cooler yeah. stuff, but real quick, if you're trying as hard as you – did they have their first string in on defense? Then the other if, – if you want to submit – and, yeah. and, and say mercy. Yes, yeah, send your put kicker your second, in at defensive tackle. No, just put your second string and quit blitzing. You're right. I mean, they're blitzing on, and they're trying to strip the ball. Yeah. They're, they're worried about the feelings of Wade Phillips. That's why that team's a losing team. Is that what they're talking about after the game, other than yeah. being dismantled? Anyway, go ahead. 
<laughs> for not talking about it for a while. He, he had a strong opinion on it. Uh, my point is on this game, and I mentioned it in our first segment, that when you looked at the two winners from last week, you could make the case that they didn't look as impressive winning as they did. It's the opposite in this game. These two teams couldn't have looked any better than they did last week coming together to meet. I don't think this line moves off of three and a half. Uh, it's never going to go to three. Definitely won't go to three. Slight possibility that this game reaches four. four yeah. But I think it'll stay right at three and a half because of the far you're factor. Talking, you're bats on the taller. I know, but I, I'm making about? a comment about the line that VR made and what I think the line's going to do here. Yeah, we'll get back to you. It's not, you don't have to, So <laughs> your pick is on the under. The pick is on the under. It's like he's got one chance he's going to read down his Well, sometimes pay. you never get back to well, me when you it, two start. I try to judge the quality of what's being said. I'll see if I'll go back in a second. Now, the here's, the here's under here. Official free pick under. I love this. And uh, Marco and I like to bet amongst ourselves here on the show. I love this. I did a little research with the 57 total last week and found out in NFL history, all right, now this is kind of interesting, is, oh, excuse me, not NFL history, from 1989 on, anytime the total is over 50, so let's say an extremely high total, is it's gone under 59% of the time. And that makes sense. I mean, that's an extreme yeah, number. Yeah. I would have thought 53 or 54, 55. But whenever you have a total that high, you know you've got super high-octane offenses that the public loves. Absolutely. And they're going to they're gonna jack it a couple it's points. It's inflated, yeah. And I agree with you 100%, too, is, as a key factor. The fact that this there was a big number. Hey, 57 wasn't a problem. We went over that. We'll go over 54. So I love it. I think this is, uh, to me... Uh, the strongest pick on the board. I, I agree. I definitely think the value's there, but to be frank and honest, I don't know if I could hold a ticket with an under and the Saints on it. Well, usually the best bets are the painful They're ones. the ones you're afraid to make, exactly. No, you're absolutely right. And, and I probably will look to bet this under because I do think there is value there. But again, you're going to be, I think you may be holding your breath a couple times there because neither of these teams have been able to run against each other. I mean, they did play last year, and Peterson did nothing against the Saints, and Reggie Bush and the Saints running backs did nothing against Minnesota. It all happened through the air. Yes, it wasn't Brett Favre, it was Gus Farrar. But the bottom line is, they attempted 26 times to run the ball, Minnesota, and they only rushed for 44 yards. And they just abandoned it quickly and went to the air, and that's what the Saints did. And I'm just afraid, if these teams abandon their run early... Who's going to be able to stop the other? They're, they're not. And, and I'm going to tell you, and I know this is going to sound silly. Minnesota does not win this game if they have to rely on Brett Favre. They need, yeah, Peter, of course. they need Peterson to step up and win this game. Just like last week, the Saints needed Reggie Bush to have a game, and he did. He, you kept that other offense off the field with drives. You, and think, although, you think the Saints needed Reggie Bush to beat the, the cards? That was, that was a difference maker, but you're saying if Reggie Bush was on the bench... It made it easy. Right, yeah, it made it had easy five rushes. Fair enough, fair enough. I look for this game to be played more... As it is the NFC Championship sure. game, it's going to be played more not to lose than rather to win. Not the gunslinger mm, type game. I don't game. agree with that either. Yeah, I, and again, that's why there's difference of opinions. The number is is it 54? 53 today. 53. 
it doesn't have to be conservative. It's not going to be conservative. It just can't be an. Um, there has to be five stops among you know right. in the game. We don't need. If the line was thirty nine, we would need a conservative line. I mean, why are the Saints going? The Saints have played a couple big games this year. The Giants. Remember, we forget how big that game was. In At New the Orleans. time, it was very big. All right. New England, New England, yeah. Did they did they come out conservative? I mean, their nature. Yeah, I, I think you're making. Peyton's not gonna. Their nature yeah. is when the chips are down, we want to get wild. Yeah, I don't think we should count on conservativeness. I think we should count on the fact that I agree with you. Is if Minnesota is able to stay in this game, they want to slow the, the game, ball down. game down and not turn the ball over. And Arizona make, didn't. Yeah. So you had an Arizona team that wanted to track me. The numbers fifty-seven. Here you have a team. If Minnesota can stay in it, even for the first half. They can slow that game down that, enough. It's going to be hard to go to 53. You can slow this game down even using Chester Taylor in screen bubble screens and, and different things that are just a, a continuation of the running game. That's how Minnesota wins yeah, the game. Yeah, and the last if two they games, they win. only allowed 10 points. Right. But going in, they're not going to hold the Saints to 10 points. All right, guys, we're running up against it with the first segment. Remember, we got a second segment on this exact same game, so we're going to be back with that. Remember, you can get all of our stuff at pregame.tv. we got a new feature. Go to YouTube, which you can get to directly through pregame.tv, and make a comment on the score of this game. Get it exactly right, and we'll give you 50 pregame dollars free. Okay, back with the next segment. This is segment four of five, but the second segment on the NFC Championship game. We're doubling up. It's such a big game. In the first segment, and you can get all of that at pregame.tv, Marco had an official free pick, which he's been hot on overall, last couple weeks not so much, on the under. I love it. Yeah, I agree. I think the value is definitely on the under as well. Now, let me throw... Now, this is our extended segment, so we'll get a little deeper out there. Let's talk about a correlated parlay, because you get the old cliche, parlays are for suckers. Not all the time. And I think that they are not for suckers, but you are paying extra juice unless there's a connection between the two games that you're betting. The classic connection is a, a side and a total on the same game. You profile the outcome and say, well, if Team A wins, it's going to be high scoring. If Team B wins, it's going to be low scoring or whatever. I tend to, if you like the under here, I'm not sure you don't like the Vikings. And with the rationale being that, that if this game is close, we, I think we can all agree the Vikings do not want to go into a shootout with New Orleans, with, with New Orleans especially at New Orleans. On a neutral, maybe. Maybe. And I don't even think so. But you know against New Orleans, at New Orleans, they don't want to shoot out. So that means that the only way that Minnesota is going to be playing a track meet is if they're losing. Thus, to me, the time that the game is going to go over, more than likely, is if it, the game becomes a track meet. Which the flip side is, it's going to go under more often when Mini is close. So, Marco, do you like the idea, and again, your official free picks, the under, is tying Minnesota with the under because I believe that there is a correlation there. I agree with what you say. There, there is a correlation. Many doesn't win in a shootout. Or oh, they have a much less of a chance. Much less of a chance. Um, do they necessarily, even if this game is low scoring, get it? I'm not convinced right now. I'm leaning slightly to the Saints on the game itself. But I, I like the under. It is early. But let's think of it, and, and it'd be nice if I had a little board here, is it's quadrants, right? Imagine there's four quadrants, there's four squares, and on the um, 
the columns, it's over, under, and then on, on the rows, it's in, or excuse me, it's Mini and New Orleans. The theory is it's 25, 25, 25, 25. Right there's a 25% chance it's going to be many over, then many under, then you know. Over. Blah, blah, blah. The question is, are is that 25, 25, 25, right. 25? And if it's not, is it maybe 32? And and so you're right. It's no guarantee if it goes under that many is going to be the uh, the winner of the ATS. But isn't it slightly more than just 25? Is I, it? I agree there. I, I think, uh, and even just not even just parlays. It's fact when it comes to conference championships they've done that even with teasers um because sports books here limit the teaser amounts when it comes to conference championship stations casinos which will take a five dime teaser during the nfl season drops it to a nickel on the championship games and their odds maker their odds maker says that Conference championships, the true odds on a seven-point teaser are closer to a dollar eighty than a dollar thirty. That why, why would that be? Because of the amount of games that fell within the number. Ah, so, that doesn't make much. I sense don't. At I all. don't. I don't get the it sam- either. Because the sample size would be so small. Exactly. I, I but think for that's them to lower it for Vegas not to want to book a bet. That that's a telling sign to me. Well, it, you wish it was, but Vegas is so scared these oh, days. these days. Yeah, and, you're right. And again, I like the fact that that people compare sports betting to blackjack. Let's say, but at blackjack, if you want to go up and bet a hundred thousand a hand, they're going to let you. They might. They'll give you sushi when yeah, you're there. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but if you want to bet a hundred thousand or even a thousand on a teaser they don't want you to which is a sign they know they're vulnerable but you're right there are them times where it's not 25 percent and there is value in a teaser or in a parlay in a parlay excuse me and i think as a better you can't just think if something's a square bet i mean everything's a weapon that you need in your arsenal and if you find an edge that pertains to that weapon you need to use it and i think in this situation i think you're right if it's an under game i gotta lean to the minnesota side and if you want the saints you're going to want a shootout you're going to want them to go out there and put points up on the board i was surprised that the line came out this short because i thought the saints would get more respect in this i guess they gave so much credit to minnesota's big win because minnesota's only four and four on the road and they had the easiest schedule in the NFL. And they've lost their last three road games, and they lost two of them bad. And I know it opened at four and a half, and since it's dropped to three and a half. But what that's saying to me is that on a neutral field, the Saints would only be about a point, point and a half better. All right, let's talk about that move. What we always say each week is we look at the move and say, is this right. true steam, or is this a setup for a buyback? I'm not sure. Usually, you would say I'm not sure that the action is not going to be fifty-fifty on this I agree game. with you. And thus, I don't think I don't think it'd be hard to say for sure you're going to get Saints money or for sure you're going to get Vikings money. So my guess is any move is going to be a legitimate move. I agree. I agree, a hundred percent. All right. So let. Uh, Here's my con- let me play devil's advocate. We always talk, and Marco does a great job of talking about misimpressions. You see something, and it's just a misimpression. It affects the market, which allows us to take advantage of of value. Right? Could the Saints be a misimpression? Because let's not lose sight of something. This team, really, in the second half of the after the Patriots game, I don't think had an impressive win. No, you're absolutely like five, right. Five, six, seven weeks. 
Now you had this Arizona team, which somehow even they were getting three at home oh, against yeah, the Packers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, but somehow, some way, they won that game. And let's be honest, if it wasn't, and again, they did win the game, but it was a close game. Let's just say that at home. I mean, that's key. Is the Saints blew them out with a with a amazing game from Reggie Bush, maybe his best game in his career. My question is, other than this, what would the line have been in this Minnesota? New Orleans game if it was played cold, last week. Right, right, right. If it was played last I think it's three. Well, then there's another issue, which is Minnesota looks so good. So you can make the case both teams look better. And than the Saints, though, weren't healthy either going down the stretch. They were missing their, half their defense. And I mean, and, and How it, would you characterize their health now? I, they, they say they're as healthy as they've ever been. Their, their safeties, their cornerbacks, Jabari, Greer, Harper, Sharper, they're all there. These guys weren't there the last four or five weeks. They never had them as a unit. Their defensive end and defensive tackle. First time since early in the season that they get both guys on the field at the same time. And we saw what they did. They shut down an Arizona offense. So I, I, I don't know. I think they're being a little disrespected. As far as public perception goes, I feel that Minnesota come out of their game with a better, even though... Yeah, Dallas Saints, was the best team left in the right. tournament. We Everybody, everybody had said. Dallas. So you're saying the Minnesota misimpression is a little bit higher than the Saints misimpression. Right. They're, they're, they're giving many too much credit for they last They dominated the, 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 the best team that was left is what it looked like. Uh, you know what makes me think we're right about both Mini and New Orleans being a little overrated? And if they're both overrated, relatively neither exactly. is, is the fact that the... Uh, future line on the Super Bowl without knowing the participants is AFC minus three. All right, so if you think about that, you're most likely it's the Colts against the Saints, and, and they're saying minus three. Uh, that tells you is is this mini team, or excuse me, this Colts team is a little underrated. It would seem by the public, but Vegas is saying, hey. I'm, it's going to be a field goal and a neutral against the Minnesota or yeah, New Orleans. exactly. And I mean, statistically, you look at conference championships in the NFC, 21 of the last 29 games, the home teams advanced to the Super Bowl for the NFC. And here you got a line that you said the M opened up at a field goal, and now it's three and a half. I mean, they're looking at it like it's a very close game. I don't know if we're going to see that. I could see one team dominating the other, man. All right. Good stuff. Next up, we're going to be talking the biggest college basketball game on Saturday. And remember, we have a new feature. You go to pregame.tv, you can watch all of our videos, and in the comments section, make a prediction of the exact score of this game. If you get it right, we give you 50 pregame dollars to spend any way you want. No entry fee, no obligation. For free, real-time odds, lines, and scores, visit pregamelines.com. This is segment five of five, and it's going to be our first official basketball game of the season. Now that the championship games of the uh, NFL are soon to be over, and then we're going to have the two-week break to the Super Bowl, here at pregame.com, we're making money and firing big action on the colleges. And we have one of the best college handicappers in the country this year, and we've got Marco, who's done it for 30 years. Now, we're looking at the... Texas-UConn game, and we're taping this on Wednesday, so this is going to be an interesting exercise to discuss the way a handicapper is supposed to look at the game before the line comes out, because the line is not out yet on Saturday's game. Actually, UConn's playing tonight, 
And that's going to be an X factor in our analysis. So what we're going to do in these instances, Vegas Runner, right now, if the game was played today, what is your line on this Texas-Connecticut game? I make Texas a four-point road favor going into Connecticut. Even though Connecticut's 10-1 and one at home, I make Texas a four-point favor. What do you make it? I make it three and a half right now. All right, so three and a half right now. Now, what Marco was going to try to jump me on <laughs> is we have there is an X factor, and we'll be talking about that. But we have time, so let's let's talk about the concept of what we just did, which is a good handicapper or a professional, whatever you want to call it, typically is going to make a point spread. There's a lot of ways to pick winners, and one of them is to use pregame pros, uh, you know, other handicappers out there. We're actually going to be giving a $10 coupon away for pregame pros here in this segment. But if you're handicapping the game yourself, what you want to do is say, what do I think this line should be? And then if the line is off by enough, and let's say two points in college, and remember, there's no key numbers really in college basketball. Actually, two is a key number, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, it is. It's a very small key number. Uh, well, I'll tell you guys because it's such a cool little thing. It's because they will fit, miss a field or miss a free throw late in the game purposely because they want to. They got to get the rebound and score with like two seconds left. That the number two falls a little bit more than other random numbers. Now that's actually an interesting stat, and I have fun with that one. But in general, there's no key numbers. So if you're off by two points, so let's say this line comes out at six, you like the dog. Exactly. If the line comes out at pick them. I'm all over Texas. You're all over Texas. So it's not about liking one team or the other. It's about liking the team with the line. And that's how I start off every day I handicap. Because if once you look at the line, you're human. It's, you're, you're going to be biased. There's no way to be unbiased. And, le- and because you got to look at it like it's a market... How do you know if something has value if you haven't set a price? So for me, the first thing I do is set a price and then see what price do they set. All right. Now, Marco, you were going to make a really good point, which is that we have a big news story with Connecticut. Their coach is taking a medical leave. They have a game tonight, and there's probably going to be an overemphasis on how does this team play tonight being indicative of how they're going to play without this coach. So what's your thoughts on that? Well, they've lost three in a row going into tonight. If they lose tonight or have a bad performance, because I think they're a 10-point favorite tonight, uh, against St. John's. John's. This yeah. is Wednesday now. Wednesday night. If they don't have a good performance, I see a point to a point and a half line adjustment come Saturday, which then would make my line five on Texas on Saturday if they have a poor performance tonight. And poor performance would be getting upset or only win by two, three points. A couple buckets, yeah. And, and I agree 100%. Then the line would come up a five or higher. It's opportune, I think, that... that the line is double digits, which really does draw a clear line. If they if they win this game and cover, or if they win by eight or nine but are winning throughout the game, it's going to be a good performance. And if they lose or if it's tight, it's a poor performance. But I, what we need to add is that, sh- as a handicapper, that shouldn't really change your true line. That'll change your fair line. But one game isn't going to make me adjust all my power ratings. All right, so let's talk about that. For, for the newbies out there, the true line is it's going to split the result of the game 50-50. A fair line is it's going to split the betting 50-50. Right. So when the fair line and true line is off is where you can get so value. So with my true line being Texas 4, if Connecticut loses tonight, the odds maker may adjust and bring Texas out at 5.5. But that don't necessarily mean that I would adjust my number. Well, Based but let's on talk, one game's let's result. Let's talk about that because 
usually the public Marco talks about this all the time overestimates what they've seen most recently but isn't this a case where it might be a a big adjustment be valid and that you haven't seen this team play it's like a new quarterback if a quarterback is playing their first game and they play horribly maybe rightfully so people say this guy's going to have trouble in the NFL Correct. and if the guy plays great it's like you know you're going to over adjust if if it's one of one performance if there's only one performance you've seen 100% of the sample on Wednesday right. of you calling with this coach you got to over you got to value it more than a normal game yeah exactly but i i'm not i'm not going to try to rush the judgment so you think the public's going to overvalue it, yeah yeah is that how you see it i see it one thing that i will point out is Calhoun, Coach Calhoun, has had health problems the last several years. It ain't the first time. The guy that's stepping in tonight has assumed the head coaching role before for Calhoun. And that was last season when this team lost in the Final Four. And and he coached plenty last year. Uh, One thing that I'm going to say about this game, Texas, from a handicapping standpoint, Texas lost their first game of the season. Um, on Monday in a game, to a conference team, conference team Kansas State, a good team. But what really was shocking about Texas in that game, their defense was bad in that game. Kansas State had some easy, easy buckets that they just missed assignments. So, I expect a big effort from Texas to come Saturday on the defensive after, side of on the, the ball. Def- defensive side of the ball. And a little handicapping tidbit: we always talk about. When teams lose their first game, how there can be like a carryover, a hangover type effect. You don't see that so much in college basketball compared to football because a loss doesn't mean anything in college basketball. Texas is going to the tournament. Yeah, they're getting invited to the tournament. And sometimes it's the best thing that can happen. Refocus them. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's do this first and then we'll jump to Vegas Runner. Each week, when we do our multiple games on the weekly This Week in Betting podcast, is we have one segment that we don't give official free pick, but we give $10 away in coupons. So, Marco, hit it. Well, the, the big thing is it's conference uh, championship week for football, so the coupon is going to be the word conference and the number 10. All one word, the number 10, and you're going to get $10 off. Just go to pregamepros.com. You can check out all the hot cappers. Football, Dwayne Bryant, still smoking. Basketball, Mike Hook, Hookopedia. He's doing it in college basketball, 10 and 2 last 12, $10. And yes, RJ, if you go to the checkout and you put something in a shopping cart that's only $10, you don't get any money. It's free. You ever notice that, like, if there's a hot shave that comes on the scene, like Megan Fox, and then initially, when everyone was like, who you hot for? It's like Megan Fox. And then a year or two later, she's still as hot, hot but yeah, it's yeah, someone yeah. else. It's like the, you know, Scarlett Johansson you don't hear about as much as you did a couple years ago. Vegas Runner, I think you're like the hot girl that people maybe get tired of. Because <laughs> I never get mentioned. But, well, because you, unless I'm mistaken, you're number two right now in documented of all the cappers in the world in college basketball. The new rankings are out. Oh, no, I don't he's know. Number, he's number, number one. one. Number he's number win one. percentage and units one. They didn't bring the new rankings out. Yeah, I, I, in win percentage and units one, which is difficult when you give out 50 games like I do so already. <laughs> no, I'm so saying for the season. For Believe the season. me, he's I'm usually like never. times I'm, in the I'm last usually week. Never going to be number well, one in true. win percentage. But really, what matters clearly is units how much one. You exactly. Okay, and you make a good point about Mike Cook. They've got to show him and Dan Beebe a daily podcast. You can just go to pregamepodcast.com in which they spend about 20 to 30 minutes a day breaking down the games. Marco, you're the Thursday guest. I'm the Monday guest. You're the Sunday guest. Guest the rest of the week. All right, good stuff. Now, we're going to be grooving into basketball, and we're really going to find something that really helps you guys out with basketball. We're excited about that. Now, 
That's it for this week. Remember now, on this game too, we got a new feature. Is If you predict the exact score in the comments section, just go to pregame.tv. In basketball, we're giving you $100 of pregame dollars to spend any way you want, and you can make your prediction for free in the comments section. And for those who want to download and listen, you just go to iTunes and search for pregame.com. See you next week.